baby. We're back after a full month hiatus. It was like the it was like the uh the, the what's it called? The Fortnite black hole, right? Where they turned off Fortnite for like a week and all of the kids got like withdrawal symptoms. Ace King Offsuit. See, I told you he was gonna be around here. Ace King Offsuit. Steve, thank you so much for subscribing for 55 months. Still not as long as you can have a sub four. I'll keep reminding you of that. Don't worry. Uh, but I appreciate you being here. Also, uh, I just noticed, thank you for updating the ticker. I was just going to have <laughs> our socials and shit flying down there. So Steve coming in clutch at the very end. Big Steve. Thanks. Hope everything is well on your end, sir. Say hi to the kid. Tell him I said hi. He knows who I am. He owes me money. I just said Steve's newborn kid owed me money. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. This is Best of Five, your weekly FGC talk show where No Slow Andy is using his prime sub. First of all, thank you, Mr. Andy. Hey, Blue, everybody. Hey, well, welcome back, everybody. This is awesome. Uh, thanks for the resub, Blue. Thanks for the resub, Olsen. Thanks for the resub, Steve. Uh, the true last, <laughs> the only FGC talk show at this point. Hey, you know, Reversal GG, they've been, they've been kind of putting out a bunch of stuff, huh? They've been kind of putting it. Anyway, here's the situation, everybody. First of all, hi. If you have not... If you have not been here ever, and this is your first time, this is Best of Five. Once again, we're your weekly FGC talk show where we cover tournament results, we cover new games updates, uh, new game releases and updates, and anything and everything about the FGC. So if you like FGC stuff, hey, you're in the right place. Stick with us and get caught up. Also, have to note, thank you, Olsen, for the reminder. For those of you over here on the Twitch side of things, it's September. So that means subs are discounted. So go ahead and get yourself a sub and then get everyone else a sub, will you? Unfortunately, it's not Subway, so you can't, it's not like the freshest thing on the earth. However, I can promise you this, uh, it will turn into fresh stuff later on down the line. Uh, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have some stuff uh, relating to subs and all that uh, starting next week. But yeah, cool. Good to see everybody. Uh, sorry I've been away. Uh, I was recovering from the COVID that I got in London. Figures. The, I dodged COVID in the US like I was fucking Neo from the Matrix, and then I go to then I go to London and I get it. Pokemon gave me COVID, dude. Alright. Look. Here's a sitch. We've been gone for a while, but we're back. And we're gonna get right down to it. Even though we've been gone for a while, this past weekend was packed with stuff so we really need to get into it later ragon subscribing thank you for the subscription uh the you got me yes they did they did figures um look first of all everybody seeing that mean scene in the chat tell them thanks because that mean scene is the person responsible for all the graphics for the show and this recap is a long one so let's get down right to it shall we down right to it right down to it Whatever, here we go. Recap City, everybody. Ah, that was a smooth transition. Let's go. Recap. Let's start with the CPT online premiere in Brazil and Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho, Campeonato Brasileiro 58, or whatever the game was, the meme is. Uh, Taking number one, Ronaldinho qualifies for Capcom Cup number nine. Uh, Juninho 
and Dark rounding out the top three for the podium. Horus Paulin, Jalechi, Gust, Kamikaze, and Davi rounding out your top eight. Uh, then we have the Force 90, WTF Gene, Alexis, Chocotone, Black Ninja, Venom Flows, DD Mokoff. That's a name we have not heard in a while. Joe Orochi and Baby Brazil rounding out the top 16. Funny how the first two players have football names. They really do, Shay. Dude, that's a good call out, man. All right. Hold on. Let's see if I can remember how to. Is this the button for the next one? Yeah. Did I do it right? I did it right. Oh, did it too right now. There we go. Uh, next, for those of you that missed it, DreamHack Melbourne 2022 was a Dojo Prime event, and Yagami, all the way down from Down Under, taking 220 points home for the Tekken World Tour. Uh, 500 milligram of trend per week, taking second place, and Bobby taking third place. Uh, and of course, the rest of the top eight are Subject, The Hangman Kid, Cheapies, Stuckles, and Six Wheat Bix. Wheat Bix. Six Wheat Bix. Uh, Shani, Dion Gray, Super Soldier, and Deception round out the uh, tied for ninth. And Duklin, Wo, Damu, and Nama all tied for 13. That's right. We got some Tekken from down on that. Uh, also, in DreamHack Melbourne, Blitzkrieg taking Guilty Gear Strive. Roth taking Street Fighter V. Uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate taken by the Brick Enthusiast. And Agent17805. Taking DNF duel. Now let's get all the way out from down under and take a little bit of a trip to the East Coast Throwdown. All the way at the other side of the world. There was a lot going on at East Coast Throwdown. Congrats to L.I. Joe and the crew for a successful event. IDOM. 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 Once again, all the way at the top. Taking it over Shine. Big ups to Shine. Showing up for grand finals. Getting some money for more uh, $3 shape-ups. We got Mag for third. Man, I almost got me. Profit. <laughs> Profit for fourth. Uh, Hoji, Cody Mayer, and Metro M and Silver Rupee rounding out the top eight. Kudo, Crispy, Uncle Rec, and Mylin. <laughs> Time for ninth. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Blue, that was really close. I almost got canceled right there. Uh, Burkus, Cheesy T, Boomy, and Space Boy all tied for 13th. You know what? I thought since Steve left, I was going to have to say it, but, you know, we'll just call him Mag. We'll just call him Mag. Uh, also at East Coast Throwdown, we got some Tekken 7, and it was a dojo event. They had over 64 uh, players. Anakin, of course, the god Anakin, taking home those 100 shiny points for the Tekken World Tour. Bloodhawk, John Hammer, still electric. Rounding out the top four, Massacre, Ty, The Bad Exalted, and Hot Like Fire. Rounding out the top eight. Uh, Kormanda, the, Kormanda, the game Pepper Beef Too Spicy. That's a name I have not heard in a while. Uh, and Hazel tied for ninth. Nameless, Soups Dupes, Mills Big Red, and Fear. Rounding out your top 16. Uh, seven of the eight players in ACT top eight for Tekken were above 30. Tekken is a legacy game. <laughs> Tekken, this is a legacy game. Uh, DNF Duel. Masoma. Back on the top. Diaphone taking second. Complex 90. Rounding out the podium. Uh, we got Glitchy Cobra. Rounding out your top four. IFC Ipes. The commentator for this block. Unfortunately, couldn't commentate the block because he made top eight. So congrats to Ipes. 
tying fifth with Sandula, and tied for seventh, rounding out your top eight are Punk and Pega. Also, Choo Choo, everybody, thanks for thanks for that uh, the hype train. Uh, tying for ninth are Kalimak, Random Fiend. That's another name I have not heard in a hot minute. Ganondorf and Omen, all tied for ninth. Uh, Kazam, Jackal, Shinigami, three one three, and Omni Rabbit, rounding out your top sixteen. Next, there's a lot. There's a lot, and this uh, in the East Coast throwdown was a Dragon Ball Fighters World Championship Power Event taken by Yasha. The big upset over Nitro Yasha taken the 300 Smackaroos for the Dragon Ball Fighters World Championship. Nitro taking second. Legendary Pred and Hikari rounding out the top four. Kite, Inzim, Complex 90, and once again, back up here, Random Fiend rounding out your top eight. Top eight. Uh, the winner of the bestie for the funniest name of the week, No Scope Chicken. Uh, tied for ninth along with June, Pumper Jam, and Meezy. And Fog, Sage, Punk, and Kalimak all rounding out your top 16. Let's take it over to King of Fighters 15. Look at that name. Kizzy K. The Guilty Gear God is now the King Fighter, King of Fighter God. Kizzy K taking it for East Coast Throwdown 2022. Uh, Yurikov, NYC Master Mike, El Rashikol, all rounding out the top four. Shadow 780, not to be confused with the Tekken player, Shadow 720. Uh, Coach Steve, another name that I have not seen in a while. T Wong, not Jay Wong, T Wong and Murkillo all rounding out the top eight. Tied for ninth is regular size Majin, not little Majin. Uh, Silver ZG, Dang, and Tam Sun. Tam Sun, Tam Sun. Okay, I get it now. Tam Sun, uh, that's the runner up for the bestie of the week right there. Uh, <laughs> rounding out your top 16 are Spectrum, BDK, Aru, and Midboss, all tied for 13th. Uh, there's more. Guilty Gear Strive at East Coast Throwdown 2022. Umi Show once again showing they're the best in the world, baby. Uh, taking it over one true Snorlax. Wait, is this correct? I thought I... Maybe I dreamt it. I remember watching and I thought one true Snorlax one. Maybe I just fell asleep. Uh, either way, Umi Show, according to this graphic, has won. Uh, one True Snorlax taking second, pulling out a lot of upsets. So big ups to One True Snorlax, upsetting a lot of people, including Otashi. <laughs> uh, K7 Show Off rounding out the podium, and Crocs and Socks rounding out the top four. Zippy, Shine, once again showing up here. Kizzy K and Diaphone rounding out the top eight. Tied for ninth are Solstice, Idom, once again showing up. Uh, MFCR and Nitro all tied for ninth and rounding out the top 16 all tied for 13 is Scambolini, Snixie, Kazam, and Anima. So big ups to everybody playing Strive. Now, still at East Coast Throwdown, let's round out everything else that happened there. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus taken by Taiga, Vampire Savior. Of course, this uh, was a very important uh, tournament for Vampire Savior. They had that $7,000 pot. Nakanishi, all the way from Japan, gets uh, come invades the U.S. and takes the money home. Melty Blood Type Lumina was taken by Masoma. Uh, big surprise there. Uh, Central Fiction, Maigo. Soul Calibur 6 is taken by Incendiate. Chimera taking Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Mortal Kombat 11 is won by The Mighty Unjust. Nikki Video Games taking 
unit clear. Justin Wong. Justin Wong proving that even though he got parried by Daigo, he's still the best. Street Fighter third strike uh, taking the win there for Justin. And Boss taking the rest. <laughs> taking CVS2, Street Fighter Alpha, Alpha, and Super Turbo. Boss doing the damage. All right. Of course, this wasn't the only big major happening this weekend. We also had... Oh, sorry. <laughs> we had the Grand Blue, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy versus Community League. Community League. Whoever you were that told told us that we don't cover Grand Blue enough, here you go. This one's for you. Miri qualifies for the Europe Regional Finals for uh, the EU North uh, competition of the Grand Blue versus Community League. Of course, this is the online tournament uh, that was announced at EVO. Svampin, Ariad, Majin Tenshinhan, Ordinen, Lee Mian, Godflash Thunder, and rounding out your top eight. Um, we have Zarashiro, Lemon, Muku, Windwalker, Brotsky, Mad V, Afro, and Oyoyoy rounding out your top 16 for the Grand Blue versus Grand Blue Fantasy versus Community League. I'm going to get that right one of these days. Here we go. Now, this is what I was talking about earlier Tiger Uppercut. The other big, huge event happening all the way in Thailand. Let's start with Dragon Ball Fighters, shall we? Uchiha FZ taking the whole tournament, of course, and almost all tie affair. Xanus uh, FGO and Easy Steals uh, rounding out your top four. Uh, D4Z, the lone Japan representative, tying for fifth alongside his teammate Axwood. Uh, Doraemon Fanboya and Balza. <laughs> Balza rounding out the top eight. Uh, Mohoshimaika, Spaghetti Za. Suvat, Ho Ho Ho, and Whisper all tied for ninth and rounding out your top 16 tied for uh, 13th. All teammates, Jealousy, Buckscrow, Sazanda, and I'm Thinking. So big ups for WP, uh, WDP showing up here uh, for Dragon Ball Fighters at Tiger Uppercut. Next, DNF duel taken by the man who cannot be named. D4Z was an error on your end. I already forgot about it. Sorry. Right. Look, mean scene. Everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. Uh, now, the man who is, shall not be named. Infiltration taking first for DNF Duel. Just a scrub. Zyge and Mind RPG rounding out the top four. Tetsuga AR. High fight. The man, the myth, the legend. The high fight. Tied for a fifth alongside Tetsuga AR. For, um, uh, tying for fifth for DNF Duel. Chani and Gambu rounding out your top eight. Lord Voldemort, Lord Voldemort himself. Quite literally. Uh, Gaming Mogura, Skyuki, CPT Mon, and Junk Dog all tying for ninth and rounding out the top 16. Aiming, KZ Chan, Slowfits, and two. Right, High Fight taking number five. Showing he's not just a clip monster. All right, King of Fighters 15, Tetsuga AR back at it again. Taking the big win for King of Fighters at Tiger Uppercut. Psycho, The News, and Dreary Deary. All tied for, or all uh, rounding out your top four, excuse me. Tying for fifth, a name that's very familiar. Now, fighting out of Japan, it's Fubarduck. Of course, uh, former Austin resident owner, former owner of Arcade UFO here in Austin. So good to see him doing well. Natsuki Try, also tying for fifth. Comfat and Shiranui, all rounding out your top eight. Zane, BKK, Renzolution, and Viki tying for ninth. And rounding out the rest of the top 16 is Spursby, Mongoemon, 
Mimoy, Mimoy TH, and Stolen Heart all tied for 13. Now, the big games are a coming. Oil King, UIU Zone, taking the big win for Street Fighter V. Mind RPG, Bells, and Book. Talon's Book, not just the Tekken player book, rounding out the top four. Uh, God Duandu and Solemn Swift tying for fifth. Toto Koset and Jinkyoki. Jinkoyuki. I'm going to get these names right. All rounding out your top eight. Tying for ninth, we got Ruts. Once again, Fubar Duck showing up. Sp uh, Spursby and the man, the myth, the legend. Haven't seen him in a hot minute. K Brad tying for ninth. Street Dreary Deary, Wizard X, and once again, High Fight. Time for 13th and rounding out the top 16. Dude, yeah, High Fight's showing up, man. Now, the big Dojo Prime event. The big Dojo Prime event. Wow, this has gone long enough that the music stopped. That's crazy. Uh, I'm going to try to get it back on while I'm reading here. So this is going to be a bit of a challenge. Bear with me. What is this music? I'm so confused. Uh, anyway, I'm just, you know what? We're just going to let it rock. We're just going to let it rock. Uh, Tekken, Tekken Dojo Prime event taken by Dawood Sikandar from Pakistan. From Pakistan. Another Pakistan representative fighting their asses off, taking it over the Evo champion, me. And look at that. Mr. Book getting himself a third with Olsan rounding out the top four. Spider-Man couldn't save him, but here he is, fighting his own way to top five. Uncle Ben, tying for fifth, alongside Shin Akuma, Juby Storm, and Lan, all tying for seventh, rounding out your top eight. Infested, Chanel, Wolfman, Bell, and Freaky, tying for ninth, and rounding out the top 16 is Manja. I don't like Lars. I don't either. Uh, Bader Fury and Pat Lors, rounding out the top 16 for Tekken. Woo! Now, are we done? No, we are not. There's still a lot more. Guilty Gear Strive. Once again, won by He Who Shall Not Be Named. Who was, Dag uh, who was Dagwood playing? I'm trying to remember. Was it... Was it Asuka? I think it was Asuka, right? I remember seeing it, but I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Guilty Gear Strive. Taken by, once again, Lord Voltamord himself. Infiltration. Uh, taking it over... K-Brad, once again, K-Brad showing up here in the top eight. Glad to see K-Brad traveling and kicking some ass. Zalf and Balza tying or uh, rounding out your top four. Gyanbu and Zage tying for fifth. And once again, for the third time, Book tying for seventh with stars. Book, this is his third top eight appearance at this tournament alone. Man, that guy is kicking some ass. Tying for ninth, D4Z, DZ Dog. For the third time again in the top 16, High Fight and Toon So Sad, time for ninth. Gale Wing, Sun Goki, Pikachu, and Ast Aster Trickster, all rounding out your top 16, time for 13. Ooh, still not done. There's more. Tiger Uppercut also had a Smash Brothers ter Ultimate Tournament, which was won by Jelly, and a Persona 4 Arena Ultimax Tournament won by Stars. Now we have one more event, and this one was arguably a big one. PAX West Arena by Panda Global. Smash Brothers Ultimate was the Almost Pro 10K Open. Aaron 
Lord Aaron taking it over Cola along with Light for a big old Moist top three. Uh, all three players in the top three, all sponsored by Moist Esports. Larry Lur, my uh, rounding out the top four. Mine and Justin tying for fifth. Bobby Wasabi and Moxie rounding out your top eight, tying for seventh. Uh, tied for ninth are Cantrip, Papa Frank, Wadi, and Thomas446. And rounding out the rest of the top 16 is Herm, Jude, Aloha, and General Egregious. Rounding out uh, time for 13th uh, for the PAX West Arena Super Smash Bros. Ultimate 10K Open. And of course, the most important game of the weekend, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. The Championship Cup 2022. Taken by Strike from the USA, GNB75, Jet, and EN. Rounding out the big podium. Yummy Bagel, Mancalore, It's Adrian, and 8 Owser 16. Rounding out the top eight. And 9 through 12 are the Cruiser, Riding My Pidgey, G1989, and Cozy Frog 5. Now, I know what you're thinking. Man, that's a long recap. But it's not over yet because we're looking to the future, baby. Here we go. What to watch this week? We got the Treta Championship out of Brazil uh, this Saturday and Sunday. Also this Saturday and Sunday, out of Italy, only the best number four. Uh, Saturday is also the other Grand Blue Fantasy versus Community League tournament for East Asia. And Monday, after everything comes back for the weekday, is the Grand Blue Fantasy versus Community League tournament for North America East. Yep, it's the best of four. <laughs> Good thing we never had the four. We only had the three and the five. Ah, uh, but ladies and gentlemen... I'm happy to say that is the end of the weekly recap. Holy crap. <laughs> that was a huge recap. Oh, Sunday is NA East. Oh, man. Apologies for that. It's not Monday. It's Sunday. Did I read it wrong? Probably. <clears throat> we made it, everybody. We did it. Welcome back. Um, look, that was a long-ass recap. Uh, big ups again to that mean scene. That was, for those of you that don't know, that was 21 different slides that they had to make. So thanks, that mean scene, for helping the show keep going. Now, speaking of keeping going, multiverses. We're 30 minutes in. Dude, that was a long-ass recap. And it's funny because I could say it's like, oh, we, we've missed so much since we've been gone, but that was just this weekend. <laughs> Woo. All right. Let's talk about multiverses, shall we? Multiverses has been churning out update after update after update after update. And man, the game has been going crazy. There's been lots of really fun stuff. They've been having some tournaments for it. Uh, a lot of good stuff out in the horizon. This week, specifically today, they released one gigantic update, which changed quite a bit. They introduced uh, the concept of heavy projectiles, uh, which are... Uh, things like Bugs Bunny's uh, missile uh, and other gigantic projectiles uh, are no longer just regular projectiles. They're considered heavy projectiles. They will glow purple because they armor break, uh, and they can only clash with other heavy projectiles. Uh, Sharpie is a, uh, a multiverse ambassador. I thought she already was. Either way, congrats to Sharpie. <clears throat> um, another thing they're adding in this patch is they've reworked hitboxes and hurtboxes. Now, uh, they showed this on the patch notes if you saw it. Uh, if you can see the before and after, now the hitbox, the hurt boxes are 
very much tied down to the character mesh. Uh, they're no longer just floating boxes around uh, the the model. They are the actual model. So uh, this, I think, is going to change quite a bit. A lot of things are going to either high profile or low profile that they didn't before. Uh, so it's going to be very, very interesting. Can't wait to see what comes of that. Uh, along with that, they also added mapping for directional attacks. So, for example, if you have a forward, a forward like attack, right? You can map it to a button, so you all you have to do is hit the button instead of doing forward attack or down attack, right? So you don't have to fast fall while you do a down attack. You can just hit the button, uh, and you could do eight total of those. Alongside that, the other big thing is the new input, uh, new input handling system they have. Uh, it's essentially it makes it so that jump no longer cancels attacks, which means that it is for all its. Uh, for all its uh, uh, purposes, has improved responsiveness of short hop attacks, right? So it just means that you can more closely hit two buttons together and they'll actually work. There was also a bunch of different character, uh, character uh, nerfs and buffs. And most importantly, we got this little fella coming in. Hold on. I don't remember. Was this the button? There we go. Gizmo. He's here. Dude, this is so wild to look at. You have dude from the Gremlins fighting Tom and Jerry, fighting Harley Quinn, fighting Iron Giant, fighting Adventure Time people. This game is crazy. He's cute. He absolutely is. Look at this guy. He's furry. Dude, this is so Now, of course, uh, they are. They also announced that Stripe will be coming out in the near future, along with Morty and Black Adam. You ever consider trying out for the Justice League? <laughs> yep, and that was today. So Gizmo is now out. Uh, I played him a little bit. I tried him out a little bit earlier. He's, dude. All of the moves are so like true to the uh, source material. Like he throws around popcorn. Uh, he's got his little car. It's fucking great. It's great. It's great. Multiverse is doing a great job. Also, before uh, before we came back, they also released Morty. So Morty's out in the world now, so you can also fight with Morty as well. Ah, that's Multiverses. It's a big update. Lots of uh, interesting new changes. And, uh, you know, uh, if you don't follow Tony, Tony Hyun on Twitter, uh, he's constantly got his ear to the ground to what the community is saying. So big ups to uh, Play First Games and WB for, uh, you know, keeping the tabs in the community and making, uh, making some stuff fun uh, for everybody. Now, it's time. Look, we've been beating a dead horse with this conversation, and I unfortunately, it's gotten to the point where I have to say something. I don't want to say something because I don't really have much of an opinion. However, the discourse around the hitbox and controllers has been going absolutely crazy to the point where it started before evo and it has just been kind of turning into an echo chamber where people are just yelling at each other about it now ah look here's the situation right 
a lot of people are upset that there are a lot of interesting ways of using a hitbox that uh, makes it feel like uh, something that's unattainable without a hitbox. Something like uh, instant sonic booms, instant flash kicks, right? So if you're holding left, if you're holding left on a hitbox and you hit right, you can still hold down left while hitting right to get your sonic booms, right? Same with up and down. You can just tap up and it'll still keep uh, down, press down. So you can essentially just do uh, easy fire or easy charge motions. Uh, this has been an especially big problem in Tekken because uh, it, well, not necessarily a problem. I don't think that's that's the right word. Uh, it's been it's been an it's been a big topic of conversation in Tekken specifically because it makes everything super clean, right? All the Korean backdashes, you just boop boop boop, uh, and all of a sudden you got Korean backdashes. Uh, super Akuma is uh, the one person I think who has been using it on the like super high level uh, and has been doing well with it um look ultimately i think this is this is what it stems down to uh the conversation is uh, about around how the hitbox handles inputs and how there are a bunch of hip uh input shortcuts that other controllers don't have ish right uh it's it's we're getting to a point in the fgc where we're we're getting like the baton passed around again first the discussion was around controllers right because you know all of this started with arcades so you know everybody used an arcade stick uh and once things started getting into the home console now you got to use controllers because it's on the home console some people have the money to buy arcade sticks some people don't some people care to buy arcade sticks some people don't and they'll keep playing on the controllers uh i think at the end of the day here's the situation are there issues with inputs and how they're handled and does the hitbox give people an unfair advantage. I think marginally, that's a that's an argument that can be made, I guess. Um, but at the end of the day, this discussion of the advantage of a hitbox over an arcade stick or over a controller truly doesn't affect most of us, right? Truly, I think this affects maybe like zero. 0.002% of the FGC. Uh, because, let's be straight, let's be completely frank here, not all of us are playing at that super high level, right? Where, like, every advantage comes down to the equipment. Not all of us are that good. Most of all of us are not that good. Uh but the, there's been a lot of discussion about banning hitboxes, banning controllers, banning arcade sticks, all this other stuff. Banning anything is bad, and here's why. A lot of uh, a lot of people in the FGC and out of the FGC have disabilities where they either can't use an arcade stick or can't use a controller or can't use a hitbox. So having the option there for somebody who has a disability to be able to play is essential. So I think talk of banning anything is bad. Uh, and honestly, this kind of reminds me of the entire, uh, the entire hoopla around the, what was it? The, what was it called? I, I can't remember what it was called, but it was the, uh, the GameCube version of the hitbox where it was literally just like a bunch of buttons everywhere. Uh, and it was going to be used for Smash, but the Smash community got in an uproar about it. Uh, look. 
giving people an option to use different controllers is never bad. What needs to happen, I think, is a standardization of how games read. Oh, it's called the Smashbox. Wow. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I didn't remember that. Uh, there just needs to be a standardization of how hardware is handled by the software. With that said, the hardware itself is the problem. So it sends out the inputs before it even gets to the software. How is this enforced? How can we enforce this? Hell, if I know, that's impossible, it seems like, right? You're not going to stop everybody from, uh, you're not going to make like everybody open up their stick right before they can play. That's ludicrous and time-wasting uh, and money-wasting as well. Uh, sorry, uh, if leverless controllers suddenly were the only input methods that got out of pools and were at every top 16, then it's a problem, but that's not the case. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, And this is what I'm talking about. It's like, even, the, even though like this shortcut advantage with the hitbox affects, or like is a thing that everybody can do, it ultimately affects like, I think at the most, like maybe 60 people in the fighting game community. <laughs> maybe a little bit more than that. Let's, you know, let's say 100 people in the fighting game community. Uh, and I think I'm being generous with that, to be completely honest. Uh, it doesn't affect all of us, right? Because at the end of the day, we're not playing to a high enough level that, you know, we need that extra advantage. Um, but I think it honestly just comes down to, you know, play with what you want. Play with what you feel comfortable with. Um, there's advantages to everything. There's disadvantages to everything. So you just find the balance that's right for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have much other, much anything else to say other than that. Is it cheap that, you know, somebody can charge a sonic boom while walking forward or whatever the case is? Sure. But yeah, it's like, you know, at the end of the day, too, it's like uh, they're at the end of the day, it seems like. The FGC itself, as a whole, is starting to move away from arcade sticks. Like we, everybody's been seeing the the snack box micros and all that. Which, honestly, if I wasn't married to my arcade stick, not that I'm, you know, um, like having like something that's this big to travel around is absolutely ideal, right? Instead of having to lug around one extra backpack for an arcade stick, um. But, you know, my brain just doesn't work with hitboxes. I've tried. <laughs> it just don't work. This over here is too stupid. Uh, and it took me way too long to learn sticks, so I'm not going to move away from it. But it's, yeah, it, it just feels like people are finding things to bitch about online because everything else is going too well. So, sure, I mean, and so another thing, too, that has been said before and people kind of saw it was cheap, but then moved away from it was when Sonic Fox showed that you can remap buttons on the DualShock 4. You know? So you can essentially just map, like, one of the triggers to, like, a directional button. And all of a sudden, you're, you know, you have, you have a down that you can hold as a trigger while you're doing everything else with a controller or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think a lot of people are throwing out opinions and they're entitled to do that, but I think at the end of the day, none of this really affects us yet. Will it get bad at some point? Maybe. Or is it bad now? No. So, I feel, it just feels like we're beating a dead horse here.
Oh, you could also flip the analog sticks, so you can do SOCD flash kicks like on the hitbox. Yeah. It, it this takes me back to when like do you guys and I mentioned this at our pre-show talk. Uh, do you guys remember full schedule? In uh, I forget if it was Winter Brawl or if it was NEC. It was one of the Philly tournaments. Uh, full schedule had an extra button on his controller that did what I believe was a tiger knee motion. Like it was designed to do a tiger knee motion. And when people found out about it, they had him actually remove that button. Like he physically, like they made him physically remove that button from his arcade stick. Uh, was it NEC? Yeah, I think it was NEC. That sounds about right. Because I wasn't there. Uh, and that was at a point where I was traveling for to Philly for tournaments. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that is a problem, right? Because having one button do an entire motion, that is getting a little bit away from where like where like getting away from what the actual button is supposed to do right um but none of like the arguments so far i feel like nobody has a an especially compelling argument for either allowing it or ban or allowing hitboxes or controllers or banning hitboxes or controllers so it just feels like it's been an endless back and forth and we're just beating a dead horse i've spoken too much about it on my own so I think it's time for us to move on. Anybody else have any thoughts before we move on about the, the hitboxes and the controllers? My fellow co-hosts? Ah, FGC always beating a dead horse. True. Um, Kwanzaa has been hitting the subscribe button for a long time. So big ups to Kwanzaa. I was going to say beating the subscribe button, but that... Anyway, thank you, Kwanzaa, for subscribing for 57 months. So happy to have you here, my friend. Thanks for coming back. Uh, as long as the SOCD is on the software level and allowing game, it's fine. Yeah. You know, I think this might be the next, uh, this might, that might be the next thing. First, it was rollback netcode. Next, it might be SOCD stuff. We'll see what happens. But okay, let's move on because we got more exciting stuff to talk about than all this dumb shenanigans. And Street Fighter 6, we have a new Street Fighter 6 build. Can you believe it? A new Street Fighter 6 build has entered the arena. And I got to tell you, it's been fun to watch. Uh, for those of you that missed it, we had the Capcom TV uh, game update. What was it? Oh. Um, we had the Capcom TV uh, update where they showed a bunch of games. Uh, and they showed off this new version of Street Fighter VI that is going to Tokyo Game Show, which is where we'll have more stuff announced and more things happening i got a little bit of the footage here so let's take a look at some of it shall we because it's pretty good it's pretty fun uh they showed off mostly uh kimberly and jury and man both of these characters have so like they managed to pack so much personality into these characters look at this so even aside from the characters themselves, there's another thing that they added to this game that I don't think a lot of people picked up. Even on the website, it's different now. Oh, wow. I, uh, I edited that very badly. I edited that very badly, so I apologize for that. Oh, here's new colors, by the way. Um, they, they didn't necessarily announce this, but it's changed on the website. And it's the commentator feature that we have is different than how... We thought it would work. 
there is the color commentators and the play-by-play -play commentators. So you essentially have two commentators at once. It's almost like real life. The funny thing is you can have Aru commentating alongside somebody like James Chen, right? So you can have Aru speaking completely in Japanese and then James Chen coming in being like, yep, that's right. Uh, it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious and I love it. And I can't wait to like, I, I feel like I might use that. Uh, I feel like I might use that feature just for that itself right there. Uh, now we've seen a lot from uh, like they, they tried to show off a lot of things here and there, uh, but we ultimately got just one match that looked competent. Like it looked like the devs were actually playing everything else. They just kind of looked like they were button mashing and having fun with it. To that extent, even the matches that didn't look like high-level matches still came down to the wire, still were exciting to watch. Uh, this new stage does look very nice. Absolutely. Uh, Blue says he's not feeling Street Fighter 6. Man, how could you not feel Street Fighter 6? Look at this. It looks so good. Uh, they, they showed a lot of the new, like, teleport stuff that Kimberly has uh, with, the, with the giant spray paint stuff. They showed a little bit of what Jerry can do as far as confirms go. Look at that, pairing a super. Now they're just going back to showing stuff once again. Uh, what was really interesting to see is... Unfortunately, I don't have the footage from the stuff that... From the B-roll that I gathered here. Oh, here we go, level 1 super. Or, I'm sorry, this is a... Was this a level 2? I forget what it was. Either way, it looks pretty cool. Um... They showed the basically like some short BNBs because they were using the modern controls. So you just hold down the assist button and it'll do a combo for you. So we got to see a little bit of the combos uh, in the in the previous pieces of gameplay. But man, I got to tell you, dude, this is crazy. Hot Limit, you're talking about seeing uh, single player stuff. Guess what? I'm pretty sure we're going to see some of that at Tokyo Game Show because they did talk about showing off some of the other features. I think they're going to talk about the Battle Hub, and I really hope they talk about the World Tour, too. Because I think the World Tour is the big uh, single-player content. Single-player story content, I should say. Oh, here's the stun. Also, did you notice uh, there are different... Excuse me. There are different graphics uh, to stuff. Once you get stunned, you have, like, jail cell bars all over your uh, drive meter. Um... Javits was saying that apparently some of the cancels were different, but then he deleted the tweet and said that he was wrong about it. So who knows? Uh, for those of you that missed it, Javits and the New York crew got a lot of time with Street Fighter 6. The old build, rather. Or the old build, granted. Um, but they showed off a lot of nice stuff. And having like the, the FGC lab monsters get time with this game was pretty neat to see. So big ups to Capcom for that. Pow! And that's how the game ends. So... Dude, look at that and man this game looks so good this game looks so good i'm i played i played it at evo i got one game i think i talked about it uh last show that we had i had some fun it was a little bit weird but i think it's just one of those things that we just need the adjustment time on it we just need the adjustment time on it uh jury goes into a different stand on that feng shui yeah uh and of course you know both Kimberly and Jury go into their classic Street Fighter 1 stances when they go into burnout mode. 
I'm kidding. They weren't in Street Fighter 1. That was a joke. Uh, but yeah, either way. Uh, this game's looking good. I really want to play it on my own and have some time with it. So it feels like it's so far away, right? Because February, my, look, I'll, I'll put together a sleuthing segment in the future, but I got to tell you, I think February is going to be when this game comes out. It's going to be in February. Specifically February 12th. Uh, but we'll, we'll, get a, we'll get a sleuthing segment on that. So, next week. Next week, Tokyo Game Show. They're going to show off a lot. So, I can't wait to see. Uh, I can't wait to see what they have. And what new characters they're going to review if they're going to review new characters. We st- we've seen a little bit of Guile. They showed... Something that was super interesting is in the character select screen, a lot of the characters have props right like we saw jury standing on a tire we saw kimberly hanging off the rafters guile just has a fucking like oil barrel Mm. but yeah either way street fighter 6 looking great can't wait now speaking of street fighter we're gonna go into this the stuff we missed right here sorry let me do this this one's a tough one to get there we go um let's talk about some of the things that we missed I don't remember what they were. <laughs> oh, right. Updates. Uh, Tekken 7 got its update. There's new tactics abound. It's now in tournament play, right? Uh, they have, like, the wall, like, crumples, I guess, is the best way to say it, along with a bunch of uh, balance fixes. All of the DLC characters that were overpowered are now dead. Leroy's gone. Fakumram is ultra dead. Geese is dead. They're, they're, they're all dead. Uh, they all got nerfed. Uh, Stri- uh, Strive now has Bridget. Bridget's been fun to play. Akuma's fine, yeah. Nobody knows how to balance Akuma. Capcom doesn't know. Apparently, Tekken doesn't know either. Um, was it? Uh, Bridget's out for Strive, along with like very minimal changes here and there. Um, Melty Blood got the giant update that everybody's on an uproar about—a positive uproar, mind you. Uh, they fixed Shield. It feels like uh. The way, the way people were saying is it feels like a lot of the community complaints around Melty Blood type Lumina are fixed. They got, they got changed for the better. So big ups to uh, Franpan over there, Franpan, uh, for, <clears throat> for making the game uh, work better for the community. Uh, Orochi characters are out in King of Fighters. That's right. Uh, and the next team up, I believe, is Team Samurai, but I don't think they gave a date out for that just yet. We might hear about it at Tokyo Game Show. Who knows? People say Melty just got released with this patch. That's funny. Uh, also, I got to play a little bit on Echo Arc. I didn't play her like against anybody. I just took her to the lab and just like mashed some buttons. Dude, that character is hilarious and super fun. I was trying to get the big streaming overlay because she has like she has the Faust thing where she like randomly pulls stuff. I was the super rare one is there's just a streaming overlay. It's weird. I wanted to see it, but I never got it. <laughs> but anyway, something that has been getting announced. Oh, Max, Mash was broken? I did not know that. That's funny. They hotfixed the combo system? Damn. So, again, Ranpan. Ranpan. Fixing it on the fly. Uh, now, something that has been announced uh, like throughout the week and throughout last week, I believe, as well is Street Fighter League. The teams for Street Fighter League US. Street Fighter League US, United States. Teams have been getting announced. 
Let's take a look at those teams, shall we? The first team announced for Street Fighter League United States is uh, Team UIU with no Americans. <laughs> uh, man, Team UIU will include Oil King, DCQ, NL, and Sien. So Street Fighter League US, first team announcement was Team UIU. <laughs> with, of course, no American representation. But that's okay, right? You know, uh, Street Fighter League Japan is entirely Japanese, and Street Fighter League Europe most likely will be mostly Europe and maybe Middle East and Africa as well. Uh, let's take a look at some of the other teams, shall we? Team Red Rooster. Some U.S. representation here. Uh, Hot Dog 29. My, dude, if you guys have been around this show for a while, Hot Dog 29, I will put my money down on Hot Dog 29 any day. Yeah, this is the true esports for sure. They're all like got their arms crossed. They all look the same. Ah, homogenization. Uh, we got Hot Dog 29, Ajax Fidelity, The Lord Mono, and coming back with the greatest of ease, Samug. So uh, this will be a, a very interesting team moving forward, Team Red Rooster. Let's go for Team Panda, the true, <laughs> the true U.S. team here. Uh, Team Panda featuring Punk, Nephew, JB, and Kami. <laughs> the U.S. League's outsourcing for players. Oh, man. Wait until we get to some of these other teams, shall we? Uh, again, Street Fighter League U.S., the next team after Team Panda announced was Team Nasser X Bandits. So, Puerto Rico, or not Puerto Rico, I'm sorry, Dominican Republic. It's North America, I guess, so that's close enough. But Middle East, sure. Wait a minute. Remember how I said they might have Middle East people in Europe? Guess not. <laughs> They're coming to the U.S., baby. We got the two birds, Big Bird and Angry Bird from the Nasser side, and Kaba and Mena RD on the Bandit side, and they're teaming up for Nasser Cross Bandits for the Street Fighter League United States Tournament. Last but not least, this was announced either earlier today or late yesterday. Uh, team COG, featuring mostly all West Coast people. Uh, Chris ECH, Filipino man, just a kid. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Ace King Offsuit in the chat says, Japan lets gunfight play and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. Gunfight lives in Japan. Gunfight lives in Japan. But now here's the thing. This is this is very bizarre to me. If you recall a couple months ago, there was this big beef between the Midwest and the West Coast, right? Just a kid OCV'd basically the entire West Coast team at final or at final round at combo breaker showing superiority over the team West Coast. Now just the kids over here in team CLG along with everybody in the West Coast. There is there no honor among players here? No pride in your hometown. Granted, I'll be honest. All this is in jest. If I was in just the kid's shoes, I would have taken that as well. Something interesting, interesting we're seeing here is CLG. Where's Brian F? Brian F is the big CLG rep, right? For Street Fighter V. Earlier today, Brian F tweeted that due to personal reasons, it just wasn't in the cards this year and he was not able to participate. So no Brian F this year. Uh, but this is Team CLG. It's Chris CCH, Filipino Man, Just the Kid, and Samurai. 
So two teams with full American representation. One team with one or two players from North or from the U.S. And then a bunch of other people from Southeast Asia and the Middle East. So that's Street Fighter League U.S. right there. That's very interesting. Very interesting. You're so out of the loop with these sponsors. Yeah, COG is CounterLogic Gaming. Uh, they recently started a FGC sector of CLG. They have people like Brian F. They have people like Apology Man, uh, Cuddlecore. They're also starting to run some weeklies. Some of them are going on right now where they run ladders throughout the day, which is pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, no, they've been putting in the work. COG has been doing a lot for the FGC, man. Uh, it's been great to have them here. But yeah, I, I just... Something about having Street Fighter League US, Street Fighter League Europe, and Street Fighter League Japan. Street Fighter League Japan has all Japanese players. We haven't seen the Europe side of things, but Street Fighter League US with Southeast Asia and Middle East representatives is very bizarre. It's very bizarre. Um, I, you know, it's really funny because I could have sworn... Like, at least the Middle Eastern teams, like uh, Nasser, the two big birds, or the two birds, rather, big bird and angry bird, were going to go to Europe. So I'm shocked to see them here. Uh, I mean, look, here's the thing. At the end of the day, big competition, right? This is a stacked roster. Um, Street Fighter League is going to be great. It's not going to showcase any, most of, you know, the U.S. representatives, aside from the big names that are already up there that probably would have had big opportunities either way. But you know, we'll we'll let them have it. Uh we'll we'll see what happens. My assumption is it's already recorded and you know we'll we'll see it whenever. But yeah, that's Street Fighter League. That's everything. It's 904. I'm tired. My throat hurts. Um so I think we're gonna call it here. But before I go, I do want to say a couple of things. First, let me go ahead and let me go ahead and take this off the screen. There we go. First, here I'm even gonna I'm even gonna do one of these here. There we go. Uh, first, thank you guys for sticking with me. I'm happy you're here. I hope you guys are enjoying the new version of the show, if you will. Secondly, uh, oh how perfect! If you go to bestofvshow.com, you see all of our links to all of our socials, all our podcasts. We're trying to get to a thousand YouTube subscribers. We're we're like almost at 600 after look evo was crazy we got like almost 400 subscribers off of that so uh definitely definitely want to try to get to 1000 so we can start monetizing it because monetizing equals more things we can do equals more payment i can send to all of our producers which i do want to shout them out we have blue that means scene pb tuft and the lord no slow andy in the chat uh, thank you guys there. Thank them. They make this show work uh, because Steve had Steve. What, Steve was the mastermind behind everything, right? I just click the go button and I make things look pretty. Um, but yeah, so they've been helping pick up the slack. Also, I forgot to hit the local recording. So you're going to have to work with the stream recording on this one. I apologize. I literally just saw the record button. Not red, even though mean scene told me to start it. <laughs> Oh, man. But either way, look, 
Yeah, Steve did a lot of work. Steve did so much work that we've had to get four people to replace Steve. That's how much work Steve did. But look, at the end of the day, again, youtube.com forward slash best of show. Give us a sub there. If you're new here and you like this show, feel free to click the follow. It's free and you get to keep up with everything in the FGC. We'll be back here next week. Next week, I'll have something special for you guys. I'm working on, uh, you know, fuck it. I'll just say it. I'm working on an actual review of a game, right? Like a full, like fully. Am I back? All right, cool. Yeah, my, um, the, the camera, like just reset itself and that we're back, right? Can everybody give me a press one? If we're back, press one in the chat. If we're back, will you? And then I'll, and then I'll keep going. All right. I see a one in the chat. Sick. Thanks everybody. Um, so here's the situation next week. I have a, f I'm almost done with it. I was going to try to aim for this week, but it didn't work out. I have a full, fully produced, fully edited review of a game. I'm not going to tell you which game, but it is a new game. Um, so look forward to that. And we're going to present it during the show and then we're going to put it up on YouTube. I hope you guys like it. Cause there's uh, been a lot of work going into it and it's something that I hope we can use in the future as well because reviews are cool and i have opinions it's almost like i think like a big uh a big inspiration for it was x-play right yeah i just thought a lot about x-play so i was like hey i want to do that i can do that so we're doing it all right chat thank you for all the ones for helping me out my fellow co-hosts thank you for being here uh if you're watching this on youtube click follow like like follow subscribe if you're on SoundCloud, like, follow, subscribe. If you're on Twitch, follow, subscribe, will you? Um, if you if you hit like the little notification bell on Twitch, it'll like for sure send you a notification every time we're live. Um, I'm hoping to try to be live sometime this weekend to play a little bit of Rumbleverse because that's been out and I haven't been able to stream it yet, but I've been playing the shit out of it. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna be it for the show. All right, everybody, hop in on that raid. Let's go say hi to Justin Wong. Tell him I said hello. When we get there, I'll catch you guys next week. Be sure to follow all of our socials and uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll be here. Thanks, everybody. Catch you all soon. I have to use my fingers to do the thing. No, I don't. Never mind. This is the wrong one. Goodbye.